You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hey guys, happy Thursday. Hope you are having a lovely week. It is super hot here on the Gold Coast at the moment. I think it's going to get up to 30 degrees today. So coming into summer, but absolutely loving it. So today I wanted to talk to you about six things to do when business is slow. So I know it's been a bit of a funny time. COVID kicked off and then actually there was quite a flurry and the economy was actually, despite all of that, going really well and people were actually spending more money than typical. But this year things have slowed down a little bit more with interest rate rises and inflation. It seems like it's been a bit more of a hard year for a lot of people. It's definitely not the case for everyone. Some businesses are obviously still flourishing and I always really try not to get caught in that kind of negative trap of thinking it's hard times and all of those types of things and just trying to stay really positive. But sometimes in your business, you will have slow periods. And for me, I always find that January is quite slow. In my first year, I actually was really disheartened by this and I really was like, oh my gosh, do I have what it takes? Should I go back and get a job? But after a few years in my business now, I've just realized that's how it happens. Businesses wrap up in December and they don't really start getting going until kind of end of January, February. So for me, I've really leaned into that and I give myself January as a blank slate to follow my bliss and take the kids to the beach and work on like the creative parts that I really love and enjoy that I don't really necessarily have the time to do when I'm doing client work and or work on my business processes or my admin or just not do anything at all. So I really love having that flexibility. But when you haven't planned for that and you haven't thought about it, it can feel really disheartening and negative and can be a little bit hard to get through. But I do want to flip the script a little bit. In business, ebbs and flows happen. Sometimes you're so flat out. Sometimes you don't have that much on. And if you're anything like me, you actually probably function better in the flat out part. So you find the kind of down parts even more challenging to get going on the things that you do have. So what I try and do is set myself goals and many kind of milestones within each of those goals to get them done and tick them off and have something to work towards at all times. Because it's these down periods that really allow you to improve your business so that when you get going again, you have that energy and that momentum to propel you forward from what you've done in that quiet period. I really take them as a blessing now and I really enjoy those downtimes because I know that the work is coming, I know that the money's coming back and yeah, I just have a bit of time to put my head down and do my own thing for a while, which is really nice. Okay, so these are in no particular order. I think you'll hear one, if this is you at the moment, you'll hear one and you go, oh yeah, that sounds good, I wanna do that. So just follow your bliss a little bit or you'll know where you need to spend your energy and where that's going to serve you best in the long term. So first off, I want to say to you processes, you've probably heard me say this again and again, but just think through like your last few projects and was there anything that felt a little bit off about that and figure out what you can improve. One way that I really like to nut out my processes is to get a couple of post-it stacks and stand up and put them all up on the wall from marketing stage, like awareness stage to conversion stage when you're starting to talk to them, to intake, to project, to offboarding, and then what's next. So I have a vertical column for each of these and I pop the title up the top. So marketing, conversion, 
intake, project, offboarding, what's next? And for each of them, I go through and I think, okay, what happens in this particular column? And so with each of those, I like to use a different color poster and I like to use one color that represents something that I do and one color that represents what the client does. And with each of those post-its as well, I just put little bullet points underneath. So if you've got like big post-its, this can be really helpful and everything that's under that umbrella and everything that needs to happen. It's really good, I think, if you can stand up and do this, if you have anyone in your business or a business buddy who does the same thing as you to really talk through it together and really move your body, get it out of your head and leave it up for a few days as well, because there will be always things that you think of that you want to really add to the process. So from there, for each of those things, you really need to look at, okay, what's currently happening in your business to make that thing happen? And where is it falling down? How can I improve it? So this is a exercise I like to do with clients as well when I'm doing strategy meetings and marketing meetings with them because what you will find is that likely there might be one branch that you're doing really well one column and then everything else might need a little bit of work so I can't you know give you an exact guideline because everyone runs their projects differently but really this the key to this is it being tailored to your business your offering your clients and really figuring out where the gaps are and how you can improve them So it can be quite an overwhelming exercise because you really look at the whole thing and you go, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. But get them down, take photos of the entire map that you've created, write them all down and figure out what needs to happen for each of them. And don't necessarily do it in order. Um, Prioritize what's going to make the biggest impact in your business and what's going to make the biggest impact for your clients and go from there. Next up, you can batch create content. So this is one thing that I'm very guilty of. When I get busy with client work, it's really the first thing that drops off my marketing. So my social media, my emails, my blog posts, all of that type of stuff. It's really easy to get in that cycle of going hardcore when you've got not much on and then fading out and then coming back and then fading out and then coming back. It's something I'm really working on myself, that consistency piece. And I actually have hired a couple of people to help me with that. But to mitigate that, one thing that you can do is batch create. Sit down for a day or a couple of days and create a couple of months worth of social media posts or emails. Lean on ChatGPT as much as you can if you've got some templates that you can use. I really believe that social media feed shouldn't be like this design and this design and then all over the shop and not everything needs to be text as well. So quite often some businesses will always have a designed image for something and they're always different and I find that is really prohibitive so I think come up with a couple of templates that you're going to use over and over again and this is not only going to help with your consistency of being able to get it done but it's also going to help with consistency of your branding and people knowing this particular post that she does about this looks like this and when they see it come up in your feed they're like oh I like this person's stuff I'll just read this it really helps in a few ways But also, I've been reading this book, Atomic Habits, and one thing that he talks about is 1% better. So if you're going from like posting every now and then or like once a month or every day for a week and then not for two months and then all that kind of thing, just figure out what you can do that is realistic to do sustainably. So even if it's one post a week, that is amazing. Make it a realistic number. And if you can batch create one post a week for the next three months, like you're probably going to have a down period within the next three months and you just go again. 
and make sure that you're keeping the ideas that they pop up in your head throughout that time so that when you're ready to have another batch creation day, you've got a lot to go for. When you take your foot off the pedal, the clients stop coming. So that's what kind of throws you into that trap of a lot of work, not so much work, a lot of work, not so much work. If we can be consistent with our marketing, it really does pay off in the long run in terms of being more consistent with getting client projects as well. So that is something I am personally working on as well. Okay, next up, update your own website. I find it in this industry, this is the thing that all of us leave to the last minute. And it's really funny when clients hire me, they're always like, I just love your website so much. And it actually makes me cringe a little bit because my website is in need of an update and I can see like glaring things about it that I want to change. But at the same time, it's serving me in this moment. I don't really have the time and the capacity to do a complete rebuild to the standard that I want to do it at the moment. So I'm keeping it as is. But along with that, I do need to add some more things to my portfolio to show some of my more recent work and things like that update my pricing and test my contact forms and do all of that stuff that I do for my clients, but make sure that I'm really doing that for myself as well. Clients quite often don't necessarily need to see the actual live websites that you've built, but if you've got a few screenshots of, on your website and case studies of projects that you're working on or that you've worked on that can help them get a really great picture of what you can do, make sure that your website is up to date. Okay, next up, learn something. So with this, I don't necessarily want to say go out and buy a course, an e-course and do it. I would say look at your own folder, email file. Are there any masterclasses that you've signed up to? Are there any e-courses that you've paid for that you haven't completed? See if there's anything that you've been meaning to do that you haven't had the time for and see if you can make time to fit that in. Along with that as well, Google has some really amazing free courses. So they have an analytics course and they have a user experience course as well. There's so much that you can do. YouTube, are there some designers that you follow that are putting out reels, educational reels all of the time where you can start to upskill an illustrator or something like that? Definitely put a bit of time into learning because that is going to serve you so well in the long term. Okay, next up, build a passive income stream. So this is one of my favorites. I feel like we're in this very unique industry that we have these skill sets that allow us to do really cool things and that can come back to us in the long term without even really needing to think about them. So things like creative market, you can create some design assets and upload them. And then when people purchase them, you just get a little bit of a trickle of income. So I have a couple of things on creative market where a client hired me for a project. They really liked this website that had these really cool icons on it, but they didn't hire me to design the icons, but I had some time and I was like, okay, I'm going to create these icons because I can't find anything to purchase that kind of fills that gap. I'm going to spend a bit of time in this, but you don't own these. I haven't quoted you for this. You don't get the ownership of these. I retain ownership of them, but I'm going to use them on your website, but I'm also going to pop them on Creative Market to sell. And they're just a $9 project. Every now and then I log on and I'm like, whoa, I've got money in there. And then I can buy the fonts I want without actually spending any money or Every now and then I'll do a big transfer to my bank account via PayPal or whatever it is. Income streams, as many income streams as you can have is great. And if there's anything that you really enjoy doing, that you can start to build up a bank of creative assets and passive income streams, that's really going to help you out in the long term. Okay, and the last one I want to say is audits. So if you can offer free audits, 
anytime I've done this in the past in my business, I have got work from it. So I have found them very valuable. Some of them have been $1,000 fix-up projects where I've just done a bit of ad hoc work on their website. Some of them have been complete website redesigns and then to the point where I've even had some people come and take my course based on the feedback that I've given them and they've realized that they have really wanted to upskill themselves as well because they weren't aware of where those gaps were. So every time I've done an audit, something positive has come of it for me. So I really think they're a valuable tool to keep in your toolkit. There's various ways that you can do them. There are actually paid softwares on the internet that you can plug in a website address and it will spit you out a report. I don't find those personally very helpful. Mostly they're based around SEO and technical errors, whereas I think the thing that really can translate to customers is the user experience side. SEO is really helpful as well, but with both of them, I think that if you can say where the gaps are and why they're important, that's really where the client will see that you have expertise and you have knowledge in the field and they will hire you. Whereas with those paid ones, it's really just like H1 title missing on this page, meta description missing on this page. It doesn't really give the depth as to why that's important and how much you know time it might take to do it. So when I do a description, I always say, this is what I would change and this is why. So you can do that, build yourself a template in Illustrator and have points that you check off every time and just have a method that you follow and just fill it out for each client. The other way that you can do it is using like a Loom video or um, a screen recording and kind of talking through the things that you can see, the gaps that you can see. But always remember the why, like why do you need to do this? For example, if it's a sales page, scroll, 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 and you can't see a buy now button or a button, a jump link that links to the checkout process or anything like that. So automatically, that's an issue. You can be like, if you had a buy now button here, this is a really natural place that people would automatically click to jump down to the cart and check out. That will increase your conversions and that will mean you get more people in the door. Like all of these things always go back to the why and share your knowledge and that will really help them see what you can do and yeah what you have to offer with this as well I'm a really big fan of repurposing so if you're offering something for free I think it is fair enough to be able to use it as a case study because it's valuable to the client but it's also valuable to you and it's a good use of your time to be able to share them so can you you know share a little bit about it on social media and create a website mock-up and say, I just reviewed this website and here's the things that I recommended they would change. So then not only is that client getting really helpful feedback, your audience and your followers are also getting really helpful feedback and a bit more of an insight into what you do and how you do it and why you do it. I'm a big fan of never having work and then that's it's a one and done type thing. Um, really big fan of repurposing as much as possible. So I would love if you let me know, if you do any of these things, please let me know what you've done and how you've gone. I would love to hear from you and I will see you next week. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset, and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me, and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.